Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in, man. It is picked up by the line, coming back right side, 25. Picks up a block at the 30, it's at the 40. Drink it in, drink it in. Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in, man. Rolls to the right, Stafford throws deep. Got a man out there, Enzo, touchdown to Trevor Marvin Jones. Drink it in, drink it in. Touchdown, Detroit Lions! Cornbread! Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in now. Detroit Kool-Aid, Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers. What's going on, everybody? It is Wednesday right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. I'm your host, Eric Oakry. This is where you come twice a week for Detroit Lions talk. Now, I hope everybody had a great 4th of July. Um, you know, we had some some food, probably some time with family. The sun was out. It's a lot of people's uh, favorite, one of their favorite holidays with, with all those things going f- for it. And I, I can't complain. It's a, it's a great holiday. In the beginning of, of July there, you're in the heat of summer, almost no matter where you're at. But... Uh, you know, I, I don't know if it makes the top of my list. I mean, everybody knows uh, Thanksgiving, where, where you got the food, football, and, and family time is right at the top of my list. I mean, but everybody loves 4th of July. And a lot of people like 4th of July because of the fireworks. You know what I'm saying? Like, they love going out, seeing the fireworks. I mean, everywhere seems to have fireworks nowadays. But, but I got an issue with fireworks guy. You know who he is. Just random dude that goes out and buys thousands of dollars of fireworks, puts on an extravaganza in his backyard, and usually either hurts himself, somebody else, annoys his neighbors, or or D, all the above. <laughs> and, and, and here's the other thing with fireworks guy. Fireworks guy is shooting off fireworks three days before, the day before, 4th of July, July 6th, July 8th, July 15th. He does not care. Fireworks are going off any time in the vicinity of the holiday. I mean, it's unbelievable. So so while I got a little sound effects here in the background with little fireworks, who's going to be, who's going to be... Detroit Lions fireworks here in 2021. Who's going to be explosive? Who's going to be, who's going to light it up? I mean, just looking at my list here, and you guys have heard my shows. I mean, we're talking about Dion Dre Swift. That's the first name that comes to mind. We're talking about fireworks here on this current Lions squad. This guy's got nasty shake. I mean, I think I did my best uh, Darius Slay a few weeks ago, and people loved it. And I said, he's got the best dead leg in the game. He's got the best dead leg in the game. (laughs) 
I mean, he'll put his foot in the ground. He will shake you. He'll run around you. He'll jump over you. Um, he is just fun to watch. And we haven't even seen him. I mean, the kid was a rookie last year. He's 22, 23 years old. So I think Swizzle is going to be absolute fireworks for the Lions. Now, now, let me not be fireworks guy. Let me put these sound effects on pause here for a moment so you guys can hear some of these takes. So, so put Swift at the top of your list. Go get a Swift jersey. Tune in every Sunday to see what this guy does, whether it's in the run game, the pass game, whatever it may be. Very, very exciting. You, you know who else I think is going to be fireworks for the Detroit Lions? That's this Detroit Lions defensive line. Oh, yeah, you heard it here first. I mean, I think Flowers, Big Denim, Deshaun Hand, Michael Brockers, Aleem McNeil, Romeo Okwara, Julian Okwara, Nick Williams. Uh, I think they're going to be a problem up front. I really do. So I think you're going to see fireworks finally from that D-line, getting after quarterbacks, doing their thing. And I can't wait for it. I love having big bodies up there. I love them smashing people. I love them trying to get after the quarterback. Um, I love it, you know, if we can stiffen up in the run game, you know, get the ball out a little bit quicker from these quarterbacks, get some turnovers. I think that would be absolute fireworks. And and like I say, we're just looking for something exciting when we turn on Lions games this year, whether it be on offense, defense, uh, wherever it may be. So I think the defensive line is going to be fireworks here for the Lions. You know what else is going to be fireworks? And people usually don't associate this position as explosive, as exciting, as lighting it up, as just spectacular. But this this group's about to be fireworks for the Lions. And that's the Lions offensive line. <laughs> the old line's about to blow people up, baby. The old line is about to get after you. The old line is about to be something that you tune in to watch. Because they're going to be throwing people out the club. They're going to be up in your face. They're going to be a little bit nasty. They're going to, I don't know, actually allow the Detroit Lions to run the football for the first time in forever. So the Lions O-line has some big nasties across the way. We're talking Taylor Decker, Jonah Jackson, Ragnow, Hal Vitae, Stenberg, whoever plays right guard, and then Penne Sewell, baby. I can't wait to watch that. It's going to be fireworks. The next name that's on my list for fireworks is going to surprise you. And the name is Amon-Ra St. Brown. Kid's going to be fireworks here in his rookie year. I think St. Brown is just going to be, again, fun to watch, fun personality, somebody that makes plays. When he scores, I think he's going to have a little something for you. (laughs) He's just going to have that passion that you look for. So St. Brown is going to be fireworks, I'm here to tell you, right out the gate, right off basically from game one. The, The final name I wrote down as fireworks for the Lions is another name that might surprise you. And that's somebody that everybody gave up on. After his rookie year, he was taken third overall. His name is Mr. Jeff Okuda. 
absolute fireworks from Mr. Okuda. This kid, he's got the game. He's got the mentality. He's humble. He's excited for this year. He's got good coaches. He can play. He can play press. He can play off. You can't run past him. He'll tackle you. This kid can play ball. He is going to be fun to watch as well. Fireworks when you try to throw on the outside with number 23, Mr. Okuda playing corner for the Detroit Lions. So, so let me stop firework guy. Hopefully, again, if you guys don't know by now, the Detroit Kool-Aid cast, I mean, I serve up that Kool-Aid all day, every day. Drink it in, man. And I do all this on the fly. This is no post-edit. This is no, you know, go back and tweak stuff. I mean, we're serving up Kool-Aid, sound bites, humor, and football talk all live and in color. Drink it in, <laughs> So I hope the fireworks were a little bit in the background. I hope you could hear my takes, but trying to give you guys a little something different. And fireworks guy, just stop it already, would you? Like, you get to shoot off your... $180 firecracker and your $2,000 set that you bought down at the fireworks store. You know that store. Just big old pop-up tent with the word fireworks and for some reason people go and spend tons of money on those. We, we'll give you July 4th. July 4th anywhere from, I don't know, what, 8 p.m. to maybe 10, 11 p.m. Fire off as many fireworks as you want, fireworks guy. But I don't need you doing it on July 2nd, July 3rd, July 8th, July 10th. And and we don't need you doing it at like 1 a.m. in the morning. We also don't need you being fireworks guy that's shooting off fireworks when it's bright outside. (laughs) I mean, you want to talk about a waste. I see people 2 p.m. in the afternoon firing off fireworks. What? That makes no sense. That's like a Matt Patricia defense. This is ridiculous. It's horrible. Terrible. Makes no sense. So, all right, that's my rant on the fireworks guy. The 4th of July is a holiday, and Lions players, they're going to be fireworks here in 2021. So, let's see here. Let's see what else I want to do here with the show. What are some happenings here with the Detroit Lions? It's basically been it's basically been quiet. I mean, it's been it's been silent. Hasn't been a ton going on. I mean, most most people know this is kind of the time in the football season when when you kind of hear this, you, you get crickets out there because there's no trades, there's no draft, there's no training camps, there's no workouts, there's no nothing going on. Like, and that's what I feel like with the Lions. They I'm waiting for them to make some noise, but I think that they're going to wait for veterans to get cut. They're going to dip their hand for maybe a couple young players, take a roll-the-dice type approach on a couple guys. But since the draft and those first few workouts and Dan Campbell stepping to the podium, it's been pretty much crickets for the Lions. And, I mean, I'm fine with it. I know the fan base kind of checks out. You know, everybody's out on their boats or up north or whatever the heck people do um, across the way. But... We're sitting here, like, just after the 4th of July holiday. I mean, camp gets rolling at the end of July, beginning of August. So, we are less than a month away. Don't be surprised if the Lions pick up on somebody that is either trade bait or a big name or an explosive offensive player, receiver, or just somebody out there here in the next little bit to kind of boost up their roster, get the fans even more excited 
they have cap space. They are kind of rebuilding, so it have to be the right type of player, right type of veteran, right, you know, just right type of situation to go get somebody. But I, I think they could go do it. I really do. So that brings me to this name, and that's Nikhil Harry. Word came out just before I got recording that Nikhil Harry is looking to, uh, he has requested a trade from the New England Patriots. And this is such an interesting name to me. It really is because Nikhil Harry was a, a beast coming out of college. He didn't play at one of the you know top marquee type schools, Arizona State. But kid could return. He got his hands on the football. He was just electric. I I feel like he was going to be like that in the pros. I mean, he, fantasy football. Again, you guys know I love fantasy football. He was at the top of everybody's list, pretty much in that rookie draft. And he went to the New England Patriots, which to me, like they had what taken Sony Michelle before that and then they took Nikhil Harry it really seemed like a changing of the guard where McDaniels was getting his guys in place and was going to go you know take over the reins in a few years and they were going to be rolling because Nikhil Harry is a ball player Sonny Michelle has some of the best highlights you'll ever see in college football and both of those guys have kind of washed out but Nikhil Harry's asked for a trade wants to go out and and do some things and, and the reason he does I mean let's look at what he's what he's done with New England 2020 I mean he he had well, let's go back let's let's look at his 2019 year kid was only 22 years old um gosh just didn't play much I mean seven games started five only saw 24 targets the whole time he was out there 12 catches only 105 yards I mean that's a game for most top wide receivers in the league so really poor year injuries things that first year but everybody's still thinking man like you know we're so hyped up on this guy so he comes into 2020 at only 23 years old you know is out there for 14 games but only starts nine games sees double the targets but that's still only 50 targets for the whole year 33 catches 309 yards I mean he scored two TDs in both years so four total touchdowns it's just the production's not there and I know one thing that was big on him was like the run after catch and the ability to do some things but I know he's been hated on for his separation it's like I think I saw a stat that you know he's open 25% of his routes and that was 99th out of 100th qualifiers I want to say pro football focus had that put out on Twitter and it was kind of like you know that's separation issue that's you know just I just don't think he's had many opportunities you know I feel like the guy a lot of these guys that are young especially you need to get them out there and get them used to the type of defenses running routes um, you know just the feel of the game you can't just sprinkle them in and expect them to be dynamic you know all those time that he's out there now is there an issue with Nikhil Harry when it comes to maybe his work ethic or his his practice ability is he just like not showing up in practice so therefore the Patriots are not giving him game opportunities I mean yeah I could see that that's kind of how they operate over there you work real hard in practice and if you produce you get out on the football field if you don't work hard in practice and you don't show up in practice you will not show up in the ball games you know I think that's probably how it's been. But, again, this kid's 23, wants out. If the Patriots let him out for decent compensation, I don't see why the Lions wouldn't be in the mix. Needing a receiver, he fits, he's big. 
how big is Nikhil Harry? Six, six four, two hundred and twenty five pounds. Um, yeah, I mean, going to be twenty four years. He won't even be twenty four years old till late in December of this year. So you get another whole football season with him at only twenty three. I mean. I I think this guy can do some things. I really do. I mean, let's let me pull up his college stats real quick and take a look at those. Because like I said, I want to see if he was a late bloomer. Or did he just ball every year? Yeah, 2016, kind of came on the scene. 58 catches, 650 plus yards. But then look at his last two years at Arizona State as as a sophomore and then a junior. 82 grabs for 1100 plus yards, eight touchdowns. His final year, you know, almost 1,100 yards again, nine touchdowns. I mean, that's good stuff right there. He's still not – he's not even like a volume catcher. This guy's like a big play guy and, like I said, a run-after catch kind of – he's so big. I mean, it's hard to get this guy on the ground type of thing. So, you know, would he come here and just be expected to be a dead set one or a hunter catch guy? Not really, but he could definitely be in the mix as a ball player, I think, and – I'm thinking somebody is going to feel that way as well. You know, the NFL trade market is always very odd, you know, when it comes to what a guy's worth, what he's not. I mean, Nikhil Harry, again, is only going into his third year, and he's still on that rookie deal for this year and next year. So the guy's making no money. I mean, looking at his, his contract, he's got a base salary of 1.4 this year. You know, just a, what's he got, a cap hit, a 2.7, a total kind of cash amount of only, gosh, 1.4, and then the Patriots are going to have to eat 8 to $10 million of, of dead-type money if they get rid of him. But to me, it's like that's a great contract for if somebody could acquire him. I don't think you're going to have to give up crazy compensation. I'm thinking like a – a mid-pick, fourth-fifth, somewhere in that range, you know, which always seems crazy to me because this guy's barely even got off the ground in his career. He's taken 32nd overall in the first round in 2019. I mean, young guy, big guy, you know, unless he just really can't play at this level and the Patriots are so disgusted with him, they just want to get rid of him. I don't know why you would for such a low compensation, but that just sort of seems like where he'd be at. So Lions... I mean, Brad Holmes, pick up the phone, see what they're asking for, see what you think might work, and go do this. You know, think about getting a guy like this because, like, I've been an advocate, obviously, for Odell Beckham. I've been saying, you know, don't put it past them to maybe make a play for uh, good quality, their young veteran or whatever it may be at the wide receiver position. But I'm also not like a – I wasn't big on going in the draft or just making receiver number one priority. But now that they filled some other spots, whether it's with Michael Brockers or the draft where they took a bunch of big bodies, uh, I I wouldn't mind adding a kid like this or another type of player. I mean, I know there's been crazy rumors about Michael Gallup maybe being moved. I mean, I like him as a player as well. And like I say, you know, if there was another big name that was out there for cheap and that you thought could help you, I think it'd be fun to add a receiver because a receiver, too, is a guy, especially if they have either have rapport or maybe they've worked out with Jared Goff in the past. I don't see why they couldn't come in here and, and make a nice impact day one. And I think Nikhil Harry can do that. So, you know, that's an interesting name, somebody I wanted to throw out there. 
And I think Lions fans should be excited about the Lions possibly making an addition or making an ad like this. And I think it's going to happen. I really do. I think come before camp, maybe uh, once those first set of cuts happen and a few surprising names come out, don't be surprised if Brad Holmes grabs a nice little name that we're we're not expecting on the offensive side of the ball to give him a little more juice and a safety as well. I really think they got to add to the safety position. Very thin back there. You cannot put your whole safety hopes on Tracy Walker and, you know, what, Marlowe and who, you know. I can't even give you the rest of their depth chart or either special teams guys or, you know, are they going to play Iffy Melifonwu back there? Like, I, I really don't know. But I think you really got to do better than that. And I think, you know, if you add a safety, you add a flashy, big-time, possible upside-type receiver, that'd be fun. That really would be. So we'll see what the Lions do. I'm curious to see it. Now, now this I started off with a rant on fireworks guy. I got I got to get another rant in here on the show. Might be a little bit of a shorter show today, but like I said, I know you guys sometimes like it when I do 20, 30 minutes and get up out of here. So let, let me get this off my chest. Came out here recently that the Detroit Lions by Vegas and a couple different publications or whatever it may be said the Lions are in line to be the number one pick in 2022. Now, again, nobody's necessarily going to do this. I don't have time to do this. And some people on this show or previously or whatever it may be always act like I try to be perfect. I'm the smartest guy in the room. I know everything. There's been plenty of times where I come on this show and say something and go on a big rant about how we're getting disrespected or how this is never going to happen for the Lions, and then it's happened. It's happened uh, multiple times here the past few years on the podcast. But I'm going to go on record again as I cannot see the Detroit Lions being the worst team in the National Football League in 2021. They have a very hard schedule, there's no doubt. They have some, you know, positions that they need more premier players at wide receiver, safety linebacker you know um depth at tight end you know some would say the quarterback position we're all curious what Jared Goff is going to give us but you really think they're going to be worse than Houston come on man <laughs> are you kidding me you really think they're going to be worse than some of these other teams that are at the bottom or, or just flipping over their roster with rookie quarterbacks and whatnot like come on like, I think the Lions, you know, some people are going on that shtick about, well, I don't want them to be good because then they'll mess up their draft pick. Like, right now, it's the time, I don't know, to do this. Drink it in, man. <laughs> Drinking that Kool-Aid. Now is the time of optimism. Now is the time to get your hot side plate of buttery cornbread. Cornbread! Like, this is not the time to be thinking, well, I hope the Lions don't win too many games because then they're going to mess up their pick and they're not going to be able to get this quarterback or this defensive player. As I've always said here on the show, am I about the draft pick when there's nothing else to play for? Absolutely. It's ridiculous to be at the very end of a season and be like, I want to win just for the sake of winning and drop you five spots. 
but am I saying that in July, August, September? No. <laughs> no, that's when hope springs eternal and the Lions the Lions they worry me for this reason. Dan freaking Campbell even though he's biting some kneecaps and, and he's just had enough of it. I mean, you know, we got to fit it in on the show, right? We're going to bite a kneecap off. We're going to smile at you. We're going to take your other kneecap. We're going to smile at you. And when we do, we're going to take another hunk out of you. We're going to be the last one standing. All right. That's going to be the mentality. I mean, Dan freaking Campbell, he's had enough of the losing here in Detroit. You've had enough of that. Shit. Exactly, Dan Campbell. But I don't know what you are as a head coach. So that's a wild card for me. You know, Anthony Lynn is an OC. He never blown the doors off anywhere, but I'm excited to see what he's got. He seems to be real excited to get to be here. There was a recent article that came out which said Anthony Lynn was going to take a year off until Dan freaking Campbell called and said, I need you here. Let's go. We're building something special. Anthony Lynn dropped everything he was doing and came to the D to be the OC. So see what he's got. Jared Goff. You know, I'm real excited to see what he can do and what he's uh, got with a little chip on his shoulder. Still a young, talented player. He's a wild card for me. The defense was the worst in the history of the Detroit Lions. They've added at certain spots. There's guys that I'm still waiting to get it together and come along. But they're a wild card as well. The wide receivers, Tyrell Williams... Perriman, Cephas, St. Brown. Will they add? That's a big old wild card. Are they going to be able to make plays on the outside? Are they going to be able to stretch defenses? We're going to be able to put up points in the paint, score touchdowns. It's a wild card for me. So the, the, the rant is, again, putting the Lions as the worst team, basically because a lot of people that don't live here aren't Lions fans. Just think, ah, that'll be fun. We'll put Detroit down. We'll put the Lions at the bottom because they haven't won. But despite the wild cards, despite the lack of talent at certain spots, with an O-line and a D-line like we have, a talented quarterback, Swift and Hawk, as well as Okuda, you know, a, a new breed sort of at linebacker at certain spots. I, I I just can't see them, like, being at the bottom. Could I see them having a tougher year than it, than I hope or than the, the Kool-Aid drinkers expect? Yeah, I could see that. I mean, I'm not here to, to just totally believe that couldn't happen in any sense of the word, but I just think they're going to not only surprise some teams, I think that they're going to be in that mix for, like, anywhere from – from 8 to 12, you know, is probably where I'd put them when it's all said and done. But if they're at 10, 12, whatever, and it was exciting and they were in ball games and it looked different and felt different and Dan freaking Campbell looked like a hell of a coach, just didn't have enough talent yet, and all the coordinators were fun to watch and they just fell short in some ball games, I mean, that's going to be almost like either best case scenario. That's what I'm hoping and thinking that the Lions will be in 2021. Fun, exciting, new, different potential as well as yeah they're going to fall short at times because they're still building their team and they're still re, re, redoing the mess that was left by the Patriots crew that just got out of here so the Lions aren't going to have the number one pick in 2022 if worst case happens and they really do have a struggled year and are in the top you know three to five 
I'm not against them taking a quarterback if a top guy is there. I'm really not, unless Jared Goff plays absolutely amazing football. But if they're in the you know, 8, 10, 12, 15 type range, and that's going to be best player available type thing. Just keep adding to your tool chest, keep adding to the talent, and see where you end up. I mean, that's definitely what it's all about. So I, I just think this is ridiculous. I think it's one of those clickbait articles. I think they know Lions fans are going to come at you because we don't sit back and deal with this disrespect. We're the best fan base in the business. You Kool-Aid drinkers are the best. You love the team. You optimistic Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers are fun because you drink it in. Drink it in, man. <laughs> you, you, you don't take crap from anybody. You're not sitting here doing the woe is me. You're not SOL Lions fan, which to me, I mean, if you're one of those, that's just a bad decision. It's a bad decision, period, point blank. It was a, a, one of the dumbest decisions I ever made. <laughs> if you're a Lions fan, if you live in the state of Michigan, if you live in Detroit, if you love this football team, how about you don't go beat up on them all the time? How about you don't focus on the years of losing? And how about you think about what's it going to be like when they turn the corner? What's it going to be like when they win ball games? What's what's it going to be like when there's a home playoff game at Ford Field and when we put up a W? That's that's the way I would think rather than taking joy and talking about our misery for the past, I don't know, 20, 30 40 years, however long it's been, way before my time as a Lions fan. I mean, who wants to focus on that? Only a bunch of losers, only a loser mentality, only a ridiculous non-Detroit Kool-Aid drinker type person would do that kind of stuff. I mean, we're here to drink it in. We're here to talk optimistic about the team. We're here to believe you can find my other podcast it's called believe in lions that's spelled b-l-e-a-v in lions on the believe podcasting network that drops on thursdays where i'm also pumping up the lions fan base talking positive as well as yes i i have a realistic sense in me but i'm not gonna sit there and focus on the the weaknesses when i could talk about the strengths i'm not gonna sit there and talk about years ago negatives when i can look forward to the positives that are to come with this team which has draft capital young talent optimistic energetic coaching staff seems to be a a very good leader at the at the helm as general manager i'm really excited about it so again gonna make this a shorter show but i wanted to talk hope you guys enjoyed your fourth of july i hope it's one of your favorite holidays i know it's a it's it's in my top mix but there's no way it's gonna be better than thanksgiving never will be never has been fireworks guy you gotta get together you gotta get it together bro you get one day to do what you do after that you're done before that it's not time yet (laughs) the lions got some fireworks Swizzle, D-Line, O-Line, St. Brown, Mr. Okuda. Look out for them in 2021, blowing up, making the the light shine bright here in Detroit. Fireworks for the Detroit Lions. Hey, Brad Holmes, go make a call on Nikhil Harry, baby. Go see what it takes. Go see if he's a fit. I don't know if you'll like him based on his way of playing, but... I think he can bring some things. I mean, we've already had these possession-type guys, run-after-catch guys here in Detroit. Might be a... 
a Marvin Jones type, might be a uh, a run after catch type like GT was here in the city. So maybe go get this big bodied young fella and say, hey, we're gonna feature you. We're gonna give you some football. You Tyrell, Cephas, St. Brown, let's roll. Let's do this. So I'd be excited about that and, and get the hell out of here, Vegas, any other sports publication that wants to do some clickbait about the Lions picking number one in 2022. It's not gonna happen. The Lions are gonna surprise some people and Detroit Kool-Aid is going to be surprising people every week once we kick this season off in 2021. You know what I'm saying? Drink it in, man. Cornbread! Exactly. All right, everybody, that's what I got for you today. I hope you have a great day. I'll catch you here Friday right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Take care, everybody. I'm out. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Drink it in.